uh, we're looking at what is the family of God. And so the family of God is, is the different congregations of people that trust in Jesus and love Jesus. And, and so this congregation, East Bend and other congregations, we are seeking to be like family, not just brothers and sisters in Christ, but to be with each other and caring for each other and praying for each other and growing together in his word and investing our time and our money into this congregation, uh, into what God is wanting to happen. And so we just, um, we've been looking at some of these, these things, um, looking at how believers in Christ are to be in fellowship with one another. Uh, we're, we're called to be not just connecting somehow, but to be together. Uh, also, that we are, the, the, be committed to a local church is the key in connecting to a family, connecting like family. If we are just connected and not ever really seeing each other, we're not going to be able to, to connect in the, in the same way. And so that's a, a key, that's a key thing. And then the next week we looked at how God's love is the glue in God's family. So if we're doing things without love, and Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13 that it's like a clanging symbol or, you know, it's, it's worthless. And so God's love is the key of how we connect as family, how we love as family, how we gather. And then we looked at how God's family grows together when we study and experience God's word together. So it's not just that we show each other God's love, but we need to understand what's in his word. What is his truth telling us? And we need to be growing together in his truth. And we also looked at how we need to be investing our money, investing our time into God's family. And uh, we also heard about how praying like family is important. And so in all these things, um, just looking at what is family and how can we be a healthy family of God? How can we be striving to do what God wants us to do and striving to be an attractive family that other people see from the outside and say, I want to be part of this family? How, and that leads to, to where we are today, welcoming like family. So last week we saw that, that when God's family serves, God's family embraces the heart of God's Son. God's Son, Jesus Christ, he, he, his message to the world was he came to seek and save the lost, but he did it in a way of service, in a way of surrender, in a way of humility. And so when we serve each other, when we show each other love and kindness and, our, and take the investment of time of serving, we're really embracing Jesus. We're embracing what he was all about, is to serve and to not be served, but to, it says in Mark, to give his life as a ransom for many. So we looked at last week in, uh, we looked how the church is built up and how the church grows in unity and maturity and how the church looks more and more like Jesus. When we do those things, we're looking at Ephesians 4, and when we do those things, we're, the church is going to look more and more like Jesus. Isn't that the idea? Is that we should be looking more and more like Christians, and not, not maybe what the world thinks Christians are, but what Christ is? So let's be like Christ. Let's be like Jesus. So last week, I encourage you, challenge you to, have, to write on these post-it notes, and, um, and there was two questions out there uh, two questions I proposed to you guys, and I had you guys write on yellow and, and purple, and some were 
blue, but, uh, and then you guys stuck them out there. If you didn't get a chance to do that t- last week, I still encourage you to do that today. Uh, there's some more post-it notes out there. Um, and the, the questions, we're really just trying to figure out how are we serving in the God's kingdom right now, and then what kind of ideas do we have of how we can be a blessing, how we can be uh, serving our communities uh, in, around this area. What are some practical ideas of how we can be blessing other people? And so I encourage you to do that, and also encourage you to, to read those and see what other ideas we have, uh, what other people are doing and thinking, um, and so that we can be thinking more and more about how we can be serving, and not just because we want to serve, but because God is calling us to serve, and serve with a joyful heart and, and with gratitude. So all that, all that to say is we want to be a healthy family, and so that's, that's what we're going to start looking at today. It, we're going to be today and looking at the Great Commission. And what is a healthy family? We're going to start with our main idea. A healthy family of God reaches out and welcomes in. So I hope you can remember that. A healthy family of God reaches out and welcomes in. So we're going to be kind of breaking that down today, but I encourage you to be opening your Bible to Matthew 28, the last last few verses of the first gospel the first book in the New Testament. And so in Matthew 28, Jesus has just risen from the dead. He, you know, he died, and he was buried. He was in the tomb for three days. And he comes, victoriously comes from, rises from the dead. And, and there he's seen by some people, and the angels are there. And then the guards, in Matthew's account, the guards give this report um, of what the soldiers should be saying and, and how they are trying to keep it as a cover-up. And then, and then Jesus is there. You know, we know in, in the other Gospels, there was a few other things that happened in there, but then Matthew just ends it with his great commission. He ends his Gospel. And he said, so this is there with, with Jesus. And Jesus 18 of Matthew 28. Then Jesus came to them. So he's talking to his direct followers, his disciples. And he said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. And we're going to stop there because we're going to break this all up. But he starts by telling them, I have authority everywhere. You, you are following me. You are following after me. You're discipling. You're learning from me. Jesus is telling them, but I have authority everywhere. So with authority, I'm telling you to go. Don't just stay right here on this mountaintop or, or in your town, but go and spread the message, my message of hope and salvation everywhere. And so a, a welcoming family of God our first point today is reaches people. A healthy family of God doesn't just sit at home and read the Bible and pray. But healthy, and those are good things. Read the Bible and pray. Those are really good things. We should all be doing those things, not out of guilt, but out of because we want to know Jesus. Uh, but a healthy family of God reaches people, goes, gets out of their chair, gets out of wherever they are, and they go reach people. Now, a lot of times we hear this, this scripture as like, you know, go to the ends of the earth. Well, there is that too. Yes, we are to go to the ends of the earth. 
But this, I think this is just a simple go. Get up and go. Reach people. Wherever you can reach people, wherever you can spread your arms out, literally, wherever, whoever can listen to you, where to reach those people. Jesus is saying, go. Reach people. Reach people for me. You know, our mission here at East Bend is discipling, or sorry, developing disciples who are reaching people. So we should be, our, our, our aim at this place is reaching people with Jesus' transforming gospel. Right? We're developing disciples who are reaching people. So all of us are developing disciples. All of us are being discipled. And all of us are to be reaching out, reaching our communities, reaching the world, reaching wherever we can, wherever we're led by Jesus. We're reaching people with his transforming gospel. And in Luke 19.10, Jesus says why he came. And he said, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. So it's, it's his that was his mission. He came to seek and save the lost. And, and he didn't come to seek and save the lost by sitting at one place or just having people come to him. Yes, he did that. But he also went to find people. He went and met them where they were, in their brokenness, in their shame. And whatever was happening in their life, Jesus entered into. And I think that's an example he wants us to be doing. Wherever people are, we're to be entering in. And not just hitting him over the head with the Bible and saying, believe this stuff, right? That's, I, I know in our American history, we've had some problems with that, or even lots of history, we've had problems with that. Believe this stuff, you know? It's more, it's more than that. It's, it's, a, it's not like that at all, actually. It's getting, finding people and talking to them, finding people and inviting them in, and, invite, and reaching them to know Jesus, so then the, the next part of this verse, really short. So we have Jesus says, go. And then the next part is make disciples of all nations. So we're going to stop there. So make disciples of all nations. Now, making disciples, again, that's, that's in our mission statement. That's what we're all about. We're developing disciples. We're making disciples. We're trying to reach people in the name of Jesus and make disciples disciples. Now, let me ask you, can you make a disciple by yourself? What do you think? I think the answer is yes, you can. Is that disciple, is that disciple going to be really all about Jesus by their self or by yourself? Probably not, okay? <laughs> I don't know why I'm asking you guys to raise your hands, <laughs> but probably not, right? It, Jesus said all authority has been given to him, and then he, he ends this part in a, in a verse talking about how he's going to be with his disciples always. So I don't think Jesus is calling us to go and make disciples and figure it out. Now there was a time that Jesus told his disciples to go off and, and go on a trip and, and, and that kind of thing to make disciples that way. But I think that's not the main way Jesus wants us. Jesus wants us to be relying on him. He wants us to, to not be waiting but he wants us to be going, and he wants us to be listening and relying on him. When we're, when we're in conversations with people at, at work, when we're in conversations with people at the soccer game, or wherever you are, and you're just having conversations, be praying, God, use, use this. 
Let me, give me an opportunity to show people about you. Show me, show me how I can just say something that will help them to understand more about you, about your grace, about your love. You know, so, so our second point today is not just to make disciples, but I'm going to say it this way. It's to invite others into God's family. Our goal isn't just to make disciples. We want to invite them into a family, God's family. It's not just, hey, follow this guy. It's not just a guy. It's, it's God. It's, it's Jesus Christ who came to seek the save and the, who came to seek and save the lost. And we are invited into God's family. To me, that's exciting. To be in a family. It's, you know, when we sometimes we, we talk about family and we all have this, this idea of what family is or what this family isn't. And we have, sometimes we have, you know, we're, we're very shaped by our earthly families. We're, you know, if we've had a good experience in family or a bad experience, that's really going to shape your, your view of what you think in God's family. But God is, we are, yes, we are made in God's image. And so we are similar in that way. But in God's family, God is the Father. And He is loving and gracious and compassionate and kindness. And he's, he's slow to anger. He's abounding in love. And He, he is wanting people to come to Him. He's, remember the prodigal son, the story of the prodigal son. This father is out with his arms open wide and he's ready to receive the lost child. He's ready to embrace. And so this is the father. This is, this is our, our heavenly father that we can be coming into relationship. And, and we, when we invite people, when we reach people, and we're inviting them, and we're not just invo- inviting them to come to our little club, our, our church, our, our religious events. No, we're inviting them into a relationship with God the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ, who laid down His life so that we can be saved. And it's not just those two. We have the Holy Spirit that, that guides us and helps us in our daily life when we seek Him and, and be listening to what He wants us to do. So first we have in this, in this uh, Great Commission, we are to be reaching people and then also then to be inviting people, inviting others to join God's family. I mean, think about what Jesus did. Jesus, in his, in his ministry, it says, says right away in Mark, he, came, he went out and he was proclaiming the good news. He was proclaiming the gospel. And then, right after that, it says in Mark, 1 verse 16 that Jesus went out to the Sea of Galilee. Right after he's telling people about the good news, then he went to these fishermen and he says, follow me. So he, he goes out, he reaches out, and then he invites them into family, into discipleship. He invites them. So, so if that's our model, that Jesus is wanting us to go and to invite people into family, I mean, we look at Jesus. That's a great example. Now, there was a, someone told me recently that they went, they, they went to a church. Now, churches try, and I hope that we are tr- they're doing great at this. We're trying to welcome people. We want to be excited that when someone is wanting to be in the family of God and they want to know Jesus. But somebody told me once recently that they went to a church for the first time and, and they enjoyed the service. But after the service was over, someone looked at them in kind of just a really blunt way and said, 
what are you doing here? <laughs> what are you doing here? Now, I hope they meant like, we're excited that you're here. We're excited that you came to join us in worship today. I, I, can't, I can't believe, you know, I don't know who, I mean, somebody must have invited you or, or something led for you to come. I want to know your story. I, you know, I hope that was kind of their heart, but I don't know. The person told me they felt very unwelcomed. What are you doing here? Why are you here with us today? Who told you about our service? That's not welcoming, right? And so we don't want to be like that. We don't want to be like, hey, why are you here today? Or how did you, why did you show up? No, we don't want to be like that, right? We want to be excited when someone as new is coming. We want to be welcoming. We want to be showing them, hey, we are, we are, part, we are family. And hopefully this is a healthy family. And hopefully it's a family that trusts Jesus and loves and, and loves each other with Jesus' love. And that we're not just like, hey, why, what are you doing here? Who said you could come to our club? Who, who gave you a membership? No. We want, and some churches are, are like that, sadly. Some churches, you have to have, you know, it's, it's the same people all the time, and no one else is coming. And if someone comes, there's a problem almost. Okay? But Jesus... He doesn't want his church to be like that. He wants his church, he wants his followers, he wants his disciples to be going and reaching people and inviting others in to be family. And that's why our main idea today is that we are, as a healthy family of God, we reach out and we welcome in. We reach out and we welcome in. All right, and then the next part of of chapter 28, verse 19, Jesus says, so he, he says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. And then he says, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. So baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Now, baptism is kind of a, a that baptism is the, the formality that you are all in as a child of God, that you are saying, I don't care what anybody else thinks. I'm in the family of God. I am rejoicing. I'm excited that I'm in with Jesus. Now, baptism, does baptism make you a Christian? I'm going to say no. Some, some people will say yes. But baptism is a symbol of our, our commitment to Jesus. And so if you, are, if you haven't been baptized and you want to be baptized, please talk to me, talk to one of the elders. We would love you to be baptized. But baptism is in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Father, and in the name of the Spirit. It's not just one of those. It's all three. And so as we, as we look at this baptism, the third point today is a welcoming family of God brings restoration. Now, you might have been penciling in on your sermon notes, baptism brings baptism or something like that. But I'm going to say more than just baptism, the heart of Jesus is about restoring people. It's not just getting our club. You know, I'm not trying to say baptism is just getting our club, but, but it's to bring restoration. He wants us to be healthy and whole. And so whatever baggage, whatever problems, whatever ailments you're carrying, Jesus wants to restore those things. Now, I'm not preaching a prosperity gospel that Jesus is going to 
He's going to do those things. Just, claim, just name it and claim it. No, I'm not doing that at all. But Jesus is about, he's, he's the God of restoration. And we can see in, um, in 2 Corinthians 5, 18 to 20, it says, All of this is from God, who are reconciled to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So Paul is saying, we have this ministry as believers in Christ. We have this ministry to reconcile people to God. And he said in verse 19 that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sin against them. Hallelujah. God, God is not counting people's sin against them because they are in Christ, because they have accepted the name of Jesus, because they are born into his family. And when he has committed to us the message of reconciliation, so that's, that's, that's what, um, how Jesus is giving us this ministry of reconciliation. We, it says in verse 20, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors. And as though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So, so Paul here is, is telling this church in Corinth that we are Christ's ambassadors. Let's be representing him. And what does Jesus want? He wants wholeness. He wants restoration. He wants us to be right, not just physically. More important than physically, he wants us to be right spiritually with the Father. And so Jesus brings reconciliation. And we are to be reconciled with God and then, to, and then showing others, reaching others, reaching the lost, reaching those that are in need of help in whatever way inviting them in, and, and then bringing reconciliation, Show, bringing them to Jesus, who is the one who brings wholeness. And then this, this last part of the Great Commission, in verse 20, it conti- the sentence continues. So he, he said, Therefore, go and make disciples, and baptize them, or, and, of all nations, and baptize them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And teaching them to obey everything. Whew, that seems hard. Okay, make disciples, go, reach people, invite them in, make disciples, show them about restoration, give them, show, show them that God is a merciful God that is helping you be restored. And then teach them everything. Got it? Teach them everything that Jesus ever said. Got it? Sounds pretty easy, right? Wait, can you remember everything that Jesus said? No. no? Oh, but we have this, we have not just a little like Jimmy, what's a, a Jimmy Cricket uh, from uh, Pinocchio? Jiminy? Jimmy Cricket. We don't just have a little Jiminy Cricket, a little conscience that's telling us, hey, you should do this right thing. You should, don't do that bad thing. No, we have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is part of God. One of the, one of the three persons of God. And the Holy Spirit, when we have trusted Jesus with our life, and we are living a surrendered life, that Jesus is Lord of my life, and I'm submitting to him, Jesus has given us his Spirit. And his Spirit guides us. And here, here it says, at the very end of this chapter, Jesus says, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. What does he mean by that? 
Because right then, Jesus left. He, he left his 11 disciples. He ascended to heaven. So what does he mean that he's always with them? He's talking about his spirit. The spirit of the living God, the Holy Spirit, some say the Holy Ghost, is with us. And, that, and the Holy Spirit guides us and gives us what we need to remember for ourselves, teaching us, reminding us things that Jesus taught, living in the way of Jesus, with the heart of Jesus, showing us God's mercy and grace, but also as you go out and reach people and as you are inviting them in and as you are bringing restoration and wholeness to people, then we're to be teaching about what Jesus said. And that teaching is going to be given to us, reminded us by the Holy Spirit. Now, I will say, if you're not reading your Bible and you're not seeking God's heart, you're not praying, it's going to be a little harder to remember those things. Not impossible, but if you're, you have this habit of diving into God's Word, and you have this habit, a spiritual habit of, of, of solitude and listening to God and talking to God, it's going to be a lot easier when you're talking to other people and you hear a little voice in your head telling you, reminding you the truth of Jesus. Because the Holy Spirit is not going to be loud. He's not screaming at us, remind, remind them this, tell them this. The Holy Spirit's voice, from my understanding, is very quiet. And, and, and so if we want to be relying on Jesus, relying on His Spirit, that He is always with us, then we need to be in His Word. We need to be understanding His heart, but then also we need to be listening when we have opportunities so when we're teaching people, we're teaching people the gospel. The good news of the gospel is not just one time. So our fourth point today, I know, fourth point, strange for me, right? Fourth point is that we teach the gospel. A healthy, well, or a, oh, sorry, a welcoming family, a healthy welcoming family is going to be teaching the gospel we are teaching the gospel. And that is not just one time when you receive Jesus Christ for the salvation for your, uh, for your sins. Yes, that's a very, very crucial and important time. But the gospel is more than just one time. The gospel, I mean, in our mission statement, we're not saying, we're not making it just about some, you know, teaching people about Jesus sometimes. We're, we're saying developing disciples who are reaching people with Jesus' transforming gospel. And that transforming gospel isn't just for the first part of like making disciples or developing disciples. It's for the, both parts. We're developing disciples who are reaching people, reaching people with Jesus' heart of transforming. Jesus' heart to seek and save the lost his gospel message to save people. But not just to save them and that's it. To save them and bring them into family. Bring them into God's family where we are brothers and sisters in Christ. And so, it says in, in, um, in Romans 10, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they be Call on the one they've not believed in. And how can they believe on the one whom they've not heard? 
okay, so we need to be telling people. We need to be inviting people. We need to be going, to, going out, reaching people. And it says, and how can they hear with someone, without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? For it is written in Isaiah, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. Jesus is wanting us to go reach people wherever we are, to invite them into the relationship of God, the family of God, to be part of a family, being brother and sister in Christ, to bring, and then bring reconciliation, bring wholeness and health, teaching people the gospel. And Paul says this is beautiful, because it is. It's beautiful. The people that are doing these things it's a beautiful message. It's a beautiful thing that they're doing. Bringing people into Christ's family. And so our, our main idea today was, is that a healthy family, a healthy family of God reaches out and welcomes in. The more, the merrier, right? We don't want to say, stay away. We want to say, Come. Come get to know Jesus, because he's good. We're not, we're not just in some, like, some club where we get to join, join you know, once a week or whatever. No, we are welcoming people in. We want more people. Not because we want more people like in these seats or watching online or wherever. Or, uh, it's not because we want people here. It's because we want people to know Jesus, right? We want people to know Jesus. So we've been asking at the end of each of these, these sermons, what is your status? We are in the family of God, so what is your status of reaching out and welcoming in? So I want, I want you just to take a moment to think about this and maybe even write it down. How am I part of reaching out and welcoming in? Jesus, we thank you that you are all about reaching out to lost. And you were all about welcoming people to you. And Jesus, I pray that we would be like that. Anyone that is your follower, that we'd be reaching the lost, reaching those around us. Maybe it means going. Maybe it means doing something that's hard. Maybe it means opening our mouth when we don't want to. But Jesus, I pray that your spirit would prompt us and show us what to say and how to say it. And we won't be terrified or afraid, but we could just trust for the words that you want us to use. And God, we just pray that people would come to know you. That people, that our families, that our coworkers, our friends, our neighbors, our family members, that they would know your heart your heart of love. And so, Jesus, we just ask that you would be working through us, giving us confidence and boldness to proclaim your message of salvation wherever we are. I pray that we would be inviting people to your family. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.